Welcome to the Rest Podcast, where we'll drink some coffee, we'll have some conversations about rest and culture. I'm joined with me is Jervy. What's up? And Jervy, as we start, um, you know, our our conversation today, I like for us to have a check-in. And our check-in today always focuses on, you know, how are you doing mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually in your life. So I'd like for, love for you to start us off with our check-in. And then maybe I can add in as well. All right. Well, it's good to be here. Yeah, man. Um, physically, we can start. I'm, I'm going to just kind of pick what impacts me the most at the moment. Um, doing much better, much better than I did uh, last time we had a check-in here. Um, just doing much better. Just feeling uh, feeling rested. Mm-hmm. Um needing uh, to ensure that I uh, remind myself sometimes when we have, you know, physical limitations that can be very helpful, you know, and kind of getting you back in line and back in sync with healthy living. And so sometimes when you hit those walls, like they communicate, they talk back to you and you hit a wall, it talks back to you. And so anyway, um, so I know that, you know, I need to, you know, um, not just make adjustments you know, in my life in a, in a, uh, you know, on my schedule or, you know, whatever the case may be, or even like making adjustment in my life and my conversation when I do a check-in, just telling you what I'm going to do to fix it. But literally it's, uh, you know, uh, understanding that, you know, there's a, there's a grace that comes with hearing God. And there's also a grace that comes that allows us to obey God. And so, um, so I know that, uh, so I'm, I'm feeling much better and, uh, very thankful for my limitations, getting me back in line, mm. you know, with paying attention to, to some things that I probably, um, wasn't really paying attention to. It's not a bad thing. It could be very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. Um, and then, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, just enjoying God's grace, um, just slowing down and, you know, at the moments that, um, I feel, you know, mindful that I need to slow down. Uh, those are the moments that I really um, just find joy in His presence. And so um, just learning how to do that more and learning how to share that space with others more. There's a there's a blessing that comes with sharing that space, like not just me slowing down, but also, you know, inviting my wife to slow down with me. Or sometimes I'm with my grandkids and they're running around the room and, you know, inviting them to slow down for a minute, you know, give me a hug and, <laughs> you know, let's look at one another and be present and, <laughs> you know, uh, playing is great, but right now, you know, I just need a hug and you probably need a hug and we need to check on one another. I mean, all of that kind of um, stuff, it just allows us to have healthy rhythms. And so I'm enjoying the grace of that right now. Mm-hmm. So doing, doing very well. Awesome. So how, how about you? Uh, same, same question. Yeah. Yeah. Same question. Which is a question I think we can make sure that everybody is answering mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, how we're doing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mm-hmm. you know, just to be able to check in. Um, and I would say that I, I, I'm at a good pace this week of focusing on self-care. Okay. Um, in many ways, it's actually a forced opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. just wasn't, wasn't feeling the best, you know, this week. And so instead of continuing to push through. Yeah. You know, I decided to take a couple things off my plate and just make sure that, you know, some self-care was evident, uh, rested a lot more mm-hmm. and um, and did the things that were necessary to make sure that I was 
physically up to capabilities mm-hmm. um, to do some things, even like just being present here today. Yeah. Um, and not dragging myself in here, but, you know, having some self-care to be able to do it. That's good. Uh, so that's really healthy. Yeah. Uh, for me to be able to take some things off the plate just to make sure that self-care is evident and self-care is present, mm-hmm. you know, for the things that we have going on in our life. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that, that I would focus on. Um, when I say emotionally, then I think it really ties to that same idea, just being at peace uh, to have the reality to, to be able to focus on self-care. Yeah, because everything will still get done, you mm-hmm. know, but just not at the pace that initially may have gotten done. In the military, I had this, this mentor that kind of gave me this uh, this idea of, you know, prioritizing things according to, you know, glass ball, rubber ball, metal mm-hmm. ball. And so sometimes there are things that we think are, you know, metal ball, if it falls, it can hurt you. Uh, uh, a glass ball, if it falls, not only can it hurt you, right. it's something that you can't pick up, right? Mm-hmm. And then rubber ball is something that falls, it's just going to bounce back mm-hmm. and no, no, no one gets hurt. So a lot of times we think that things are metal balls when they're really just rubber balls. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay if you let those balls fall because they're just going to keep bouncing until it's time for you to, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But we worry about those things as if we're dealing with glass balls. Mm-hmm. And um, when, we, when our priorities are off, then we ascribe the wrong values to the wrong things. Yeah. We call the rubber balls, metal balls, or glass balls, and then we do the opposite. Something that's really not that big a deal, you ascribe a higher value to it, and now you're running around with this thing that you could have just let drop, mm-hmm. and it would have been fine. And then the things that actually have a high value that you should be paying attention to, like your health, you literally treat that like a rubber ball. You're like, okay, well, you know, I'll just grab some chips, I can eat, but I can eat right later. Mm-hmm. I can rest later. I can do whatever later. And um, I think we have to be very careful about that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So this is the cultural segment of the REST podcast. And I want to share with you our awesome playlist. It's on Spotify and it's songs to help you rest. It's a good selection of various genres, but all chill music, lots of instrumentals. And the ones that do have vocals and lyrics and it's still very chill it's a great playlist to allow you to rest chill at home even have bible study or whatever you do to find rest recommend you find that it's called the rest podcast and you type that in you're gonna should pop up pretty quickly so i hope that you check the playlist out let us know how you like it let us know what songs you recommend and we'll continue to add songs as we go the rest podcast playlist check it out well let's do this let's talk some hip-hop oh man let's talk some we're gonna go straight there yeah let's go let's all right go, let's, let's do it let's go let's straight hip-hop i'm ready to talk some hip-hop let's so do i got it. a got a couple bars i want to share with you i have a feeling that you have not heard these bars but i'm still going to share them okay and see what happens all right all right i have no problem laying these hands Try Jesus, don't try me, because I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me, because I fight. Oh, he said, turn the other cheek. Oh, but that's one part of the Bible that don't sit right with me. (laughs) 
I tell you, man, a lot of times I, I can't, you know, I can't place it. Yeah. So, so no, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you, you got to let me know who is that. <laughs> so the song title is Try Jesus by Toby and Wigway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So our, our okay. yeah, yeah. young and up and coming Houston you legend. You did it again. Yeah. We just, yeah, yeah. You did it again. <laughs> what I mean by that is Joseph sometimes he'll play certain songs or have certain artists around. So he's giving me clues, but I don't pick up on it. You know? So I know that. I, I do know that song. Yeah. Oh, you do know it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I told you, I, I, I listen to him. I just, uh, sometimes I can't necessarily remember his name, but... Um, yeah, he, I, you know, I know about him, know where he's from. Um, I, I was put on to him by a, a good friend of mine, you know, and so, man, just, just really fire music. I mean, he's really, he's really good. Yeah. So let's give, let's give Toby his props. Um, yeah. Houston legend, Southwest, yeah. A-Leaf, Texas. Wow. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, let's talk the bar. Okay. And uh, let's lead it into the conversation that we're going to have today about anger. So that's that's our conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. What is your idea of this song and the bars that I quoted? Try Jesus. Try Jesus. You want me to read it again, or you ready? I'm gonna uh, read it again. Just yeah, for, go ahead. Not only for you, but all for all of us. Okay. I have no problem laying these hands. Wow. Try Jesus. Don't try me because I throw hands. Try Jesus. Please don't try me because I fight. Oh, he said, turn the other cheek. Oh, but that's one part of the Bible that doesn't sit right with me. Try Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? He's, you know, try Jesus, don't try me. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about that. I mean, he's inviting people to try Jesus, but then, <laughs> you know, kind of at the end of it, he says that that's one part of the Bible that doesn't sit right oh, with him, that, that turn the other cheek. So it's like he's also letting you know that you're dealing with a person that's still struggling with some things right, in his faith. Right. So, you know, he may have to ask the Lord to forgive him tomorrow. But, you know, today he's letting you know this is where what I think and this is where I am right. today in this moment. Right. So, you know, that whole I'm still struggling with that. You know, I, I don't necessarily sit right with me. So you're going to get your hands laid on you if you keep trying me. You right. know, so it, right. it's, it's clear that you're dealing with a person that is a little bit irritated with something. And he just, he's honest enough to let you know that you're pressing some buttons yeah. and you're going you're, you're gonna to get a reaction. Yeah. So that's what I'm feeling. What about you? What, tell, me, tell me why you brought that to the table. Man, this is the conversation. Um, the conversation today is about anger. Mm-hmm. And but why that particular <clears throat> lyric? Well, this is the one that relates to it. You know, <laughs> I think it, it brings the emotion, you know, to a head. Mm-hmm. It brings the emotion to us to let us know really what's the conversation that we're dealing with? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that there's, there's two ways to handle things in life. You know, there's, there's the inclination of how we've grown up, what we've been taught, and then there's also this biblical narrative that teaches us something different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, I'd be the first to tell you, you know, growing up, grew up in a, a family that, you know, could, could teach you Hey, we lay hands over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't don't try Jesus. That's that's how we're gonna we're gonna handle it by any means necessary. Got you. You know, so gotcha. so when you think about it from that perspective, <laughs> but I'll and, and even moving there, I would also like to talk about about this have this conversation eventually, either now or before or later. 
that in many cases, um, you know, the idea of anger itself is a misnomer and a misunderstanding about culture sometimes. Because, you know, certain cultures are a little bit more aggressive, a mm-hmm. um, little bit more outspoken, yeah, a little bit more demonstrative. And those can be uh, taken as expressions of of anger or expressions of sin. You know, mm-hmm. let me put even right. more more bluntly. Yeah. So I think it's a really good conversation um, because as we get into, you know, this reality of this this kind of song and we get you know, to some some of the bars a little bit, but um, I think about this song as a reflection of culture, you know, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and the culture of a people who are aggressive by nature, um, more demonstrative. um, And I wouldn't even go to the the last part of of saying that might not always be wrong, but hey, we're going to make sure we have the conversation in a way that is appropriate. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of where I start, you know, with, with thinking about this song. Think about it more from the vein of culture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely definitely see that and, and kind of, uh, you know, really co-sign on that because that, I mean, yeah, growing up, how I grew up in, you know, our household, we were, you know, certain things just were going to be what they're going to be, you know, and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to violate certain things. And if you are, then you kind of, I mean, you're always going to know what the response is going to be. So right. it's not going to be any, you know, no confusion. You know, and my mom, that's how she ran our house like that. Right. Just like that. Right. You know, disrespect was a, was a very serious, you yeah. know, you talk about a sin, disrespect <clears throat> was a sin. There we go. You know, <laughs> you know, and that's just how it was like, you know, and so you knew that if you were going to be disrespectful, Right. That you knew that certain things were going to happen, yeah, you know, as, yeah. Some hands might come the out. The hands might come out. That's <laughs> happened to me before, you know. I remember um, my dad was was coming to pick me up because, you know, my mom, um, you know, single, you know, single parent uh, home. And my dad was coming by to, to pick me up, um, you know, doing the, the, the good dad thing uh, so I could spend some time with him for the weekends. But my, but my mom literally uh, gave me a list of chores to do prior to going with my dad. She, and she kept warning me. She said, you know, your dad's coming at a certain time. You need to get that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting around thinking to myself that when my dad shows up, you're going to just let me go, you know, cause my dad will be here. Right. She kept telling me. And so my dad came and here he was at the bottom of the stairs and he looks up and he's like, uh, he calls me Lamont, you know, Lamont, you, you ready? And I'm like, yeah, dad. And my mom stopped me. She said, where are you going? She said, you didn't do the things that I told you to do. Right. Well, I turned and looked at my mom and I guess I didn't realize that my voice kind of inflection, <laughs> you know, just kind of, you know what I mean? I, I, I was got a little loud. And what I, what I intended to say to her is mom, I'm not a robot. That was on my mind. Yeah. And I was like, mom, I'm not a, and I didn't get to robot, which was the word that was in my brain. I didn't get to that because when I said, mom, I'm not a, it didn't sound right. And a hand went up. Next thing I knew, she literally punched me in my chest and I just came tumbling down the steps. Right. And my dad looked at me 
And then he just like shook his head and went and sat on the couch. And so here I am down there. And then my mom says, now get up and finish what I told you to do. Now, later on, my mom and I, we laugh about this, right? Right, right. But here's what she said to me. She said, I didn't even realize I hit you until you were down the stairs. She literally said that. Now, I know some of you may be thinking differently about that. Maybe you, because of your, you know, where you're from culturally or whatever the case may be. But in my house, I knew the rules. And I, I actually already knew what the consequence was going to be. I just didn't respect the boundary. Yeah, so I, you know, your mom tells you something to do. There's no time. That, there's no talking. I already knew that rule. You get what I'm saying? Try Jesus. Don't try me. I was trying her. And so I ended up getting them hands <laughs> <laughs> laid on me. And that's what happened. And so um, I totally connect with what you're saying. I mean, and, and it was all done, uh, you know, in, in, in a way. And I know for some of you, you're probably just like shaking your head. But I always knew that my mom loved me dearly. But I also knew that she taught me, you know, how to respect authority. And she was the authority in the home. So that's what we got to break yeah. down. So. Is that a contradiction mm-hmm. to the to the scripture of turning the other cheek? Is that a contradiction, or is that something that's completely out of the context of that scripture? You mean the whole "try Jesus, don't try me" sort of thing? Well, you think about yes, but let me let me put some context okay behind the question. So you think about. You know, your story with your mom. And I got the same story with my dad. So Tell us about it. What happened? It's just a very simple. I'm not not as articulated (laughs) as you are. But you say the wrong thing, you're going to feel the pain. (laughs) It's just coming. It's just coming. You know. So, you know, point blank. He had to let me know, you know, when I was 12, how I'm going to talk to him, how I wasn't going to talk to him. Right. And all it took was just one, one time. That's Mm. all. That's it. That's it. You know, one, hey. you know, one, one nice solid blow to the chest. Yeah. And I understood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understood the respect level that he was asking for. Yeah. I don't need to do this again. Yeah. I don't need to do this again. Yeah. I'm so. with you. <clears throat> so we get into those scenarios, that conversation. Yeah. This was a one time or two for me. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just one time. Yeah. Just, just one that. time. Just That's to, it. That's it. <clears throat> make sure we. We understand that we are all on the same page. Yeah. So let's have that conversation. Is this a violation of the scripture? I think, in, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it is. I think, uh, I mean, what we're talking about right now really is is parenting, right? Um, but even if we were talking about you know other things, I think you have to look at each um, situation, you know, on its own merit. I don't think you can overgeneralize just because somebody got them hands laid on them, right. you know, that it was a violation on the, of, of the scripture. Um, just like, um, you know, if some people look at it the other way, I mean, you know, Lord tells us to be peacemakers. And then some people believe that there's never a time for you to stand up and actually, um, you know, be in conflict, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know what I mean? In a right. healthy way. Right. And some of you are like healthy conflict. That's not possible. Well, yes, it is. Right. It is possible. We see it throughout scripture. 
You know, so I think that if we don't look at the individual situation on its own merit, then we have an overgeneralization about it. And there's some people that feel like it's never a time to lay them hands. Mm -hmm. And there are other people that feel like, you know, um, in, in which case, you, you know what I mean? The, the flip side of that, I think you have to look at each situation on its own merit. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned um, the context that I want to lay into. Yeah. It's a statement that you just made was that sometimes people don't believe that there's a necessary time to stand up mm -hmm. and express what needs to be stated. Now, um, if you talk to those who understand the context mm -hmm. of this song, mm -hmm. that's the definition that they would actually give you. That it was actually written in the time, especially at, I think it was right around the George Floyd incident. Ah. When this was actually written. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is when this was written, around right. the George Floyd incident. And uh, the context was that there's a, there's a time to stand up and speak out. I see. You know, not always just acquiescing and turning the other cheek and yeah. not saying anything. But when's the time that we actually stand up and speak out? Mm-hmm. And so that's actually what some people say is the context of it. You know, sometimes when I read the lyrics, I don't quite see it like that, you know, but when we're having a conversation, yeah, you know, I can kind of really understand what we are trying to talk about in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's good. That's, uh, yeah. When you look at it in, in, in that particular context. And so that's the reason I believe that you have to look at every situation in its own merit. You can't just overgeneralize. Right. You know, we see things all the time where people judge situations without really knowing, you know, that situation without even knowing what, you know, what happened, what transpired. And it's very easy as an outsider to say what you would do or what that person should have done um, when you don't know all the facts, you don't know, you know, the situation. I think it's worth, you know, um, us if we care enough and you really want to make a call on, you know, what that is to really, you know, ensure that you have all the facts and all the information surrounding that, you know, but just because somebody, you know, stood up in a situation and, you know, was angry about something and said something, and then you on the outside looking in saying, there's never a time, you know, now that's, I'm saying that, and even that within itself is a generalization because even if you stand up, there's a way to stand up. Mm -hmm. There's a way to voice your opinion. You know, there's a way to do things and handle things in a way that gets your point across, but can also be, you know, God honoring in how you do it. And I believe that, you know, especially, you know, uh, as being Christians, you know, he's uh, basically quoting, you know, scripture here in essence. Um, I think that there is a way, you know, to get at that and honor God in the process. But you then can't say, you know, I mean, what is he saying? He uses the term on the back end of that, like, I'm still, I still have a problem with that passage. Mm -hmm. How does he say it? Oh, but that's one part of the Bible that doesn't quite sit, that doesn't sit quite right with me. It doesn't sit quite right with <clears throat> me. I think that right there actually is the point of, uh, that's an important point right there. I think it's a strong point. Yeah, because if you're saying, if, if that's it, then now... I think you have to relook at whether or not you're doing this in a way that honors God or if you're just doing this in a way that um, fulfills whatever it is that you think needs to be done, you know, in the moment. Well, I, want to, I want to tell you why I think it's a strong point and okay. a good point. Okay. Um, because I think in many cases we quote scripture 
and we quote things of the Bible, but we don't necessarily wrestle with how it actually plays out in my life. I agree. And I love art and lyrics. Music is part of art. And in art, art is an expression of life. And what I love about art, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the finished product all the, oh, yeah. all the time. Absolutely. But that's the expression of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going through the emotion of, of anger right now and someone you feel maybe has, has, has disrespected you or someone has done you wrong, at that moment, <laughs> you could feel try. You could feel that you can say, "Try Jesus, don't try me." Right. Because right now I'm struggling with t- with turning the other cheek, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't a- you agree with that's the way that God wants us to live. But at this moment, you know, I'm struggling with that. No, I I totally get that. Yeah. And and I'm I'm there with you a hundred percent. And that's the reason I, I love this conversation. I think that we go through those processes. I don't even care who you are. I believe that there's been a moment, you know, where you you may go through these processes. You may not voice it that way, but you're like, okay, well, I'm really feeling this kind of way about this. And I know what the Bible says about this, but I'm really feeling this kind of way about this. What I'm saying is in that moment, I think that's where we have to be most careful. Because once I lay the hands, I can't go back and unlay the hands. Mm Mm-hmm. So I need to, at this moment, I need to wrestle with this. But a lot of times I need to kind of, you know, find out how I can do this in a health in, in a way that is helpful and healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if not, if I act while I'm in conflict internally, I can't change it. I can't go back. If I lay the hands and I'm like, well, perhaps God... God would have wanted me to do this. And now after I've thought about it, I shouldn't have done that. You can't go back and unlay the hands. I'm saying that's still a that situation. I mean, there's ways that you can go back and still honor God and how you <laughs> apologize or whatever the case may be. But I'm saying that this place right here where this lyric is, is a good place to wrestle with that. And I think it's healthy to wrestle with that before you move on whatever it is that you're feeling at the moment. Well, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And I think that this is a a conversation that I wanted to bring to the table of making sure that we recognize that in our walk with God that we wrestle with certain things. Yeah. And we're not always complete. No. In the reality of, of where we believe and how we actually live out what we believe. Yeah. And I think that this is like a good example because one of the things that this does not say is that I'm an aggressive person and I go out and I cause danger upon it, any situation that I'm in. What it actually says is if you bring it to me, be cautious because I throw hands. Yeah. You know, that's but it's, a, al- it's also saying that I'm a very thoughtful person, mm-hmm. you know, because I am considering something, you know, as far as the Bible is concerned, that's causing me conflict. Because if he was just really an aggressive person, he wouldn't be sitting there thinking about try Jesus, don't try me. He wouldn't be telling you don't try me because he's already on you right now. Right. You know what I mean? He's already throwing those hands. Right. 
You know, but the fact that he's in consideration saying, man, they better try Jesus. Don't try me today. It means that really he is thinking through like, Lord, you know, help me in this moment. You know, I got some conflict going on and he's being thoughtful is what I'm saying. And I think that that right there is an important space for us to be in, you know, just as we move through life. I think that conflict is healthy because it, it causes us to consider and reconsider our actions before we do it. So even though he's saying, try Jesus, don't try me because he's throw those hands he's also in a place of contemplation of whether or not this is a situation and how should he deal with this situation and he's also saying that there's certain things scripturally that he's wrestling with at this moment i think that's a lot to consider but i think it's a healthy place to be right and that's where i wanted to get to the conversation of rest yeah because what you're describing is what i would define as rest where you get to a place and you contemplate with god mm. what's going on in a situation with yourself and with others. Right. You know, you don't just move and you don't just act. Right. But I'm but I'm contemplating. Right. You know, don't try try Jesus. Don't try don't me. Don't try me. You know, because yeah, yeah. God, I know who I really am. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how dangerous I can be. And I don't really want to be that person. Right. Right. You know, Lord, you don't have to help me with this because I struggle with the scripture that tells me to turn the other cheek. Right. I struggle with that. Right. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong. Uh, with being in that place of letting God know, here's what I struggle with because I know who I am. I know how how I was raised. I know how I grew up. Lord, I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some grace. I'm going to need some mercy in this mm-hmm. in this situation right now. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Um, but if you struggle with a particular thing, let's say uh, as a, as it pertains to that, and you're aware of that, and the fact that you're um, you know, present with yourself, Mm -hmm. being honest about your emotions. I think the likelihood of you making the right call in that situation, you know, goes up exponentially, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's unlikely that you make the right call in that situation. If you're not present with yourself, you're just Mm going to move into however you feel at that moment. And those hands just start flying, you know, or whatever the case may be. So I, I think that's important for us to do that, to be present with ourselves, as you say, rest, being present with yourself, being present with others, being present with God. And yeah. here we see in some ways, and some people may debate that, but yeah. in some ways I see all three of those things present in that particular passage. I see it too, and I think we should. Yeah. You should debate this. You might not yeah. see what we see in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah know, that's good. That's good. I think people should could have a different viewpoint from it. Yeah. But what, I, what I'm really also trying to to talk through is learning to be our authentic self in God. Yeah. Because there's a yeah. difference between just your authentic self, mm-hmm. meaning that you just behave how you want to behave, either based on your personality, based on your background, based on how you grew up, right. what you've learned. You know, that's part of your authentic self. But there's also being authentic in God, which is recognizing how I grew up, recognizing how I was raised. But now I'm arresting God to understand how to move. Yeah. I'm arresting God and understanding who I am, how I feel right now. Yes, Lord, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. You know, this is difficult for me right now. I don't know what I want to do. I do want to lay hands right now. Right, right. You know, this is how I feel right now, God. Yeah. You know, I need some help with this. I struggle with the scriptures that you have given to me right now of turning the other cheek. I struggle with that right now. I think that that is a healthy place to be in because you're able to be authentic really with who you are at that point in life in God. Not authentic just in your own your own flesh, in your own mind, in your own soul, but authentic in God. 
You know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 good. Um, yeah, a, a lot of times, even when we talk about, you know, um, uh, being present with ourselves, I think there's a lot of unlearning that even has to, you know, take place in order for us to properly do that. Because um, a lot of what we think about ourselves, you know, we've learned from what people have said or from our circumstances or from, you know, so many things. There's so many things that we say about ourselves that the stuff that we just picked up, you know, some of it we were taught and some we caught. You know, just from things and circumstances and people, or whatever the case may be. But I think um, it's important for us to realize that God, God truly knows us. And even in these times, in these moments, we can find out more about ourselves than we ever knew. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why yeah. that this conflict becomes so important. Because perhaps you've always been told that you're an aggressive person and you have a, you know, you, you, you have a bad temper and mm-hmm. all this. And now you, you, you've kept, you've captured that. Like you believe that about yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I am. And then you find yourself contemplating mm-hmm. this and then you learn, wait a minute. I do. I, I am more patient than I thought I was. Wait a minute. All of those things that those people said about me. I've, I kind of grabbed a hold of that and, 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 and actually began to believe those things about myself. But perhaps some of that wasn't, wasn't necessarily true. Because I think that that happens, too, in, in speaking about, you know, I'll say like our culture. I mean, there's lots of things, you know, day to day, you know, we deal with people and things that we deal with ev- even in and of ourselves or things that were told to us about us. Right. And, and we had to unlearn some of that in order to become the people that we really, that I believe God really created us to be. Because if you get told that, you know, um, I mean, just through life, I can tell you just as a, you know, just as a black man, I know what it's like to walk around the store and people, you know, grasp their purse Mm. or walk away from you. I mean, Mm. we have, you know, situations. I I have so many stories about that. I'm sure a lot of people do. So then you start thinking like, you know, who am I as a person? You know what I mean? When this starts happening to you as a little boy, you know, some of my earliest memories of going to the mall by myself as a teenager is having someone follow me around the store, you know, thinking that I'm going to steal something. Mm. So what, what does it say to me about myself? Like, who, who am I? You know, what am I? Am I that person? You know, so there's a lot of unlearning, you know, perhaps maybe you've been told that you're this aggressive person and you fly off the handle. But, you know, here we see. You know, in hip hop, we see consciousness. You know, some people only think about hip hop as being this aggressive, you know, cultural thing. Right. But no, there's consciousness here, you know, present in the midst of something that many people, you know, have spoken against and said was so bad for the culture and all the stuff. You know, and we have, you know, elements of, of consciousness, elements of people slowing down and contemplating, you know, life. Well, I guess we probably should do this yeah. um, in this conversation. Yeah. Also define anger and talk about anger a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about anger as an emotion okay. versus anger that many people think is a sin. Okay. You know, let's, let's have that conversation. Um, and first thinking about anger itself, you know, of course, we've heard the, the scripture that um, be angry but do not sin. Mm-hmm. So when you first start there, it lets you know that anger itself is not sin. Correct. But it's an emotion. 
<clears throat> and as we think about the emotions of anger, you know, what does that look like, you know, in your life, my life, anyone's life that is both healthy, um, something to process, something to actually go through, and um, how to, and the rest part of it is a secondary conversation of making sure that that anger doesn't actually lead into the aspects of sin that is dangerous for myself or for others. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. I think outside, outside of rest, um, you know, our propensity to, to literally, um, allow anger to take us to sin, um, is, is much higher. But I think to add to that, you know, as a component is, um, the being present with God aspect of it, because we truly, you know, need his help in order to, uh, have the available, um, means to process our anger, you know, for an example, patience, you know, literal translation of, of patience, you know, in the new Testament is long suffering. Sometimes let's say when you're very upset and something's really going on inside of you, like, are you patient enough? you know, to process mm -hmm. if you, and, and you're like, but I'm suffering. Well, yeah, that's what patience is. Long suffering. Are you patient enough to sit in this process mm -hmm. before you act? And oftentimes we need God's help, you know, in order to do that. So the being present with, with myself is realizing that I need God's help right now, you know, so that I need to be present with God and I need his help to, uh, have the patience that I need to properly process what it is that I'm feeling right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, without his help, you know, we, we, we will fall very short of being able to do that in a healthy way. Yeah. And, and before we get, get, get to that part, I think it's important to recognize that the emotions that we feel in anger mm -hmm. is not a bad thing. Right. You know, we, we get caught up with thinking that because I've gotten angry in a situation that somehow that's a, that's bad. Right. And that somehow that that's not what I'm supposed to be doing, but emotions, you know, are not sin, you know, right. The anger itself of being frustrated or being upset, um, that something has happened in your life where somebody has treated you a certain way. Right. Um, where you've gotten cut off on, on the road or something like that. It's, it's the emotion that you feel at that moment is not a sin. No. How you react can become the sin. Can become the sin. And the rest part of our conversation is recognizing that, you know, when I am angry, you know, when I am frustrated, when I am upset, you know, am I coming to a place of recognizing in myself where I'm at, you know, who's around me, what the situation looks like, you know, how God wants to lead and direct me into that, that moment. You know, that's the part that allows us to make the appropriate action and take the appropriate step to not right. move into sin. You know? Yeah, I totally, totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important, important <clears throat> aspect of just, uh, you know, understanding uh, that the anger itself is, is just what it is. And, and being honest with that and, and and also not um, not judging yourself too harshly or allowing yourself to be judged too harshly. That's important. But that's what I was trying to allude to earlier is that what we think we know about ourselves. Because sometimes if if you've been told that you're this angry person, then whenever you get anger, you can hate that hate that in yourself. 
you know, because you're like, you know, this is what they said about me. Now I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. But actually, that's not really the problem at all, because the emotion itself is just whatever you're feeling at the moment. Mm -hmm. Are you able to process it, process it in a healthy way, you know, so that the outcome can be, you know, a healthy outcome, you know, because anger can lead us to all sorts of amazing things, to be honest. You know, a lot of the, the, the discontent and, and, and the anger, I mean, that, that happens in our lives, if we would just slow down and process that in a proper way, can cause you to really make some decisions, you know, that you probably wouldn't have made another way. Mm. You know, there could be some things that you're okay with that you probably shouldn't be okay with. You got any examples right off the top of your head? Now, I don't want to force you to think of something, but... You know, but that's really a powerful statement to really think about that I can be in a place of discontent, a place of anger, and it actually helps me to actually create something beautiful. Yeah, I had productive. Yeah, I had um, just off the top of my head. I remember um, having uh, someone when I was in the military um, just constantly, um, you know, challenge me and they they were very hard on me. They they outranked me. And they were very hard on me, and they were constantly telling me what I couldn't do, and um, and so uh, so I I was really angry, like I, I really I was really upset at this person all the time, you know, and so it caused me to actually work a lot harder. I mean, to the degree that um, uh, when I was in this happened when I was in Korea, I actually stopped driving my um, my car to work and ran to work so that I could you know get better. At running, and the only thing that I wanted to do was beat this person in the physical training <laughs> test. You know, I wanted to beat them. You know, and they they constantly just every time something happened, they ridiculed me. They tell me I wasn't this and I wasn't that, and you know, very harsh. And so, I think my anger, you know, with that whole situation, just drove me to work a lot harder. And uh, then I was able to really a- a- achieve. And uh, you know that person actually celebrated with me mm. you know they knew that about me they knew they said that they knew that i needed that so your so, anger motivated you to be a better person yeah and yeah. the person said you know i i i'm i wasn't going to be your friend i was going to be your leader mm. so he get, he provided for me what i needed at the moment he said I, i'm i'm not your friend you know i'm your leader so he celebrated with me once i got there but he was very hard on me mm. you know throughout the process so um so yeah my anger motivated me you know, I just couldn't stand just, you know, all of that that I was getting from this person. So how many times do, you know, our anger, you know, cause us to achieve or cause us to, you know, uh, you know, to, to think about things or, or, you know, what do I need to do next? Now that I have this this anger, you can process that in a healthy way and it can lead you to some decisions that actually can be incredible decisions. Yeah, there's a scripture you know, that changing. The scripture about anger that says that we should be angry and contemplate in our bed at night. Mm. Um, and then what I take from that understanding is think about your anger. Think about how you can solve the solution um, in a healthy way. Right. You know, not always in a simple way that actually is causing destruction upon others, you know, but or yourself. Um, but I really like and enjoy that scripture when we kind of think about it together. Well, when you think about anger, anger, anger often comes whenever we think there is a problem, whatever we want to call that problem, but a problem, something that makes you feel something's not where, where it's supposed to be or how it's supposed to be. And so you're upset about that. And so problems, actually, what we call problems are opportunities. That's what they are. So oftentimes, I mean, if we process our anger in a healthy way, then it can lead us 
to the resolution of these opportunities. We can really see, you know, special things happen if we process that in a healthy way. Because now you're dealing with, you're approaching that opportunity from a vantage point that um, let me contemplate, you know, let me think on what I need to do with this emotion, you know, that I'm feeling right now, right now at the moment with this thing that I think that's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, what part do I play in making this right? How can I fix it? How can I help make this right? Mm -hmm. And when we're comfortable and, you know, things are well and, you know, there's no, uh, no tension. Sometimes we don't think about those things. We mm -hmm. don't see those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I have one more point in this conversation that I wanted us to um, think through. And it's the idea of um, getting back to sometimes cultural dynamics of who we are as, as individuals and personality-wise. So culturally, personality, um, family background, things of that nature, all those things are part of your dynamic that makes you uniquely you. Mm-hmm uniquely as an individual and as a person. <clears throat> and part of, as we talked about in the culture that, that we both relate to, aggression and being outspoken um, is part of, you know, culture. Right. And you could also put, you know, anger in that camp because it's part of aggression, it's part of being outspoken, that it could be taken the wrong way towards some people, right? Right. So one of the 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 context of the conversation that I wanted us to now move into is how have you seen yourself trying to dampen that in your own life? Um, being, being outspoken? Yeah, yeah. Just like, have you seen yourself try to, well, let me put this down right now because I know how some people may think of it. Well, I'm going to say that I think this conversation is a lot more complicated um, than maybe we... I don't know how much of that we can deal with in this in this time that we have, because I think it's more complicated, like because personality also plays into that, you know, personality, personal experiences. I mean, there's just tons of of, of different um, of different things that that kind of play into this conversation. So, for example, um, for me, um, being outspoken has has cost me. You know, at a certain you know certain period in certain seasons of my life, so in which case, I would say these days some people that may know me, and I'm just speaking from my personal perspective, may say just to answer your question, they may say he's not very outspoken, but I would say that today I'm a lot more careful mm -hmm. because of the yeah. experiences that I've gone you through. Tempered it. Yeah, and, and it's it's that way. So whenever I do say something, in most cases, I've really spent, you know, time contemplating. Whereas, you know, the younger version of me, if I had I had to come with it because mm -hmm. this is kind of what I'm feeling at the moment. I may think about it a little bit, I may pray on it just a touch, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as they say, you're gonna get the smoke. Mm -hmm. You know, and that would cost me. And so, um, so, yeah, I think that sometimes experience, um, you know, your personal temperament, a lot of things like that, you know, play into it. And, and I don't I don't feel like people should be forced to be, you know, or, or feel, you know, the, the tension or, or the pressure, you know, to be any of that. 
you know, even when it comes to being outspoken, you know, you have to do things, you know, in your in your own time, according to your own development and not try to be something that you're not just because you have someone else that they stand up and this is how they talk about things. And this is the stuff that they're um you know, that they're able to do. Sometimes we, we may admire that person and then we try to, in, in many ways, mimic that person in our own lives. And then that doesn't necessarily mean that you understand the cost that that person is paying, you know, for what they're doing, but you are going to experience it because you're mimicking that person. Mm -hmm. So I think you, you got to count the cost and you got to consider who you are as an individual and you have to be true uh, to, to that. Amen. Yeah, it's good. Good journey. Yeah. What about yourself? It's a great question. Yes, yeah, so, um, I definitely have. It, it's it's a it's a multi layered question. I know <laughs> it's a multi layered question because initially I would like to say um, that there are definitely certain points where I have, I would say, compromise my personality and and. Um, and my outspokenness because of the context and the environment around me, recognizing that certain people don't necessarily receive things the same way that other cultures receive them. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely understood that. Um, <clears throat> and then I also understand, I recognize that I also want to be, and, I'm, and I work toward being at a space of always being comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, it's very, very important for me, you know, recognizing to be comfortable in my own skin and, and, and making sure people are comfortable that they're going to receive the version of me that's authentically me, not the version of me that is, that is not authentically me, but a, a filtered version. Because, um, you know, one of the things that I would like to say about that is that if you really want the best of me, you know, the best of me is my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And and um, and so doing my best to actually always be at a place where I feel that I am my authentic self is always the place that I actually really want to be in in this time in my life. But you know, I definitely think that it takes a lot of courage, you know, to be at that space, mm -hmm. and it also takes a lot of um, blinders sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, where you have to just walk through situations and recognize that every situation is not for you. Um, every every moment is not for you because of the fact that the environment may not necessarily receive you in the way that um, you would like to be received in your authentic self. Yeah, that's great. I, I love the way you said that. It's a great way to, to place that. Um, I think I, I think I've come to that realization as well. Um, in a lot of ways, and I'm still coming to that, I'm still learning. Um, I think that that's what causes me kind of to step back and to move at a slower pace mm -hmm. in engaging situations too, because I want to make sure that I leave place for other people to be their authentic self. And so sometimes there's a clash between your authentic self and their authentic self. Whenever there's a clash, like in, for me, then I defer to that person. I do. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that's the right thing. I'm saying for me, um, I guess I feel that's the right thing because that's how I define kindness. I define kindness as um, placing other people's needs above my own. Mm -hmm. 
And so kindness to me is that I'm going to defer and allow that person to have this space, and then I'll wait for my moment. And so then patience is long-suffering, because it may take a long time for me to wait for my moment, but my moment's coming. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll patiently wait. Right. When I look at um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, love is patient, love is kind. Like those are the first two things that Paul says about, about love. So when I think about, you know, loving a person, it's not that I don't get to be myself and I don't get to say what I need to say. It just means that the first, you know, it may cost me, it may cost me long suffering mm -hmm. and deferring to that person and waiting for my time. But when my time comes, then I need to be my authentic self. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah. that can that can be a long time, you know. It's long suffering, right? But to me, I'm just learning that that's probably the. Um, for me, it works best because it keeps me from actually just responding to situations, and it slows down the process for me. And as much as it doesn't feel good to have a slower process, the outcomes for me have been much, much better and much more God-honoring. Hmm. Amen. Well, we went deep on us. Let's, let's go back to, maybe we go back to hip-hop a little bit. And do um, you have anything for us in culture? I did, but I, I just, I think you took it with that. Like, I really, I really appreciate that. That was a, that was a, that was a good centerpiece right there. Um, especially the fact that you're talking about someone uh, really local um, that, I mean, Everyone is uh, everyone really loves this guy's I me. Mean, everyone that I know, I would put it that way. Um, and uh, he's such a lyricist, you know, just really, uh, really amazing, amazing artist. So I'm pretty excited about what that means for uh, for the culture and, and what it also means for the city, you know, to see um, see him kind of uh, kind of rise, you know, as an artist. Excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Anything lastly you want to share with us? I just want to say, I, I just think this is a great topic. Um, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people that are listening, I would love to hear people's ideas, you know, um, concerning this conversation, um, because uh, anger, just to, to, to say the word, touches everybody in a different way. You know, um, we all have different experiences with anger, um, and we all have a, a myriad of outcomes, you know, from our anger actually doing productive things in our lives or our anger actually destroying uh, things in our lives. So I just would really love to hear about, um, you know, what other people's experiences are so that we can continue to learn and grow when it comes to conversations like this. Amen. Well, I want to close by, by reading the last verse again and then just giving a few words. Oh, he said, turn the other cheek. Oh, but that's one part of the Bible that doesn't quite sit right with me. So think about those last few words. I just want to summarize that our, our challenge to walk in God can truly be a challenge. And I think it's a healthy challenge that we should all walk through in recognizing that the things that we believe in the scriptures and the things that we want to live by um, need to be wrestled out in our life. And we need to sit down and, and ask God questions uh, about how we truly feel, how we truly think, and how we truly are at that moment, um, because those are the only ways that we can learn how to rest in God and process where we're at. 
And so I'm excited to have this conversation with Jervy and just encourage each and every one of us to learn how to rest during our emotions, um, resting in God, contemplating with God, asking him for the next steps of figuring out how am I supposed to process the situation that we're in. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's content, click the like button and subscribe so that you can receive notifications for more of the recordings and information that we'll be sharing. We'd love for you to join us next time. So click that like button and subscribe to the rest podcast. Try Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me. Because I fight. Touch me or mine, we gon' have to scrap. So, try Jesus, please don't try me, because I fight. I have no problem laying these hands. Try Jesus, don't try me. Cause I throw hands Try Jesus Please don't try me Because I fight Oh, you said Turn the other cheek Oh, but this one part of the Bible That just don't sit right with me so try Jesus, please don't try me, cause I fight, I have no problem laying these hands.